Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Good morning, Perfect Timers. Good morning, Christy. Morning. Good morning. Um, we're coming at you guys. The sun just came out. 6 a.m. We're back to our early morning time. We have done a lot of shifting this summer, um, but we're here and we're so thankful that we got to talk to Ashley last week. That was so awesome. Thanks for bringing her on, Christy. Yeah, for sure. We can, I feel like she's like a good phone a friend. We could get, get her back on as needed, like virtually. Yes. I hope you guys liked her. Um, I know it was a heavy topic with grief, but I just felt like she gave so many good nuggets and insightful tips for anyone who would be um, finding themselves challenged with grief, specifically around children. So if that's you and you didn't listen or any of your friends, go back and listen because she is just such a calming, sweet, wise person. Um, And I really enjoyed that episode. She would love to hear from you. So reach out to her on social or whatever. Find her Instagram account um, if you ever need her services. She's fantastic. Yeah, I get, I ordered that book for Abel and it came yesterday. Her book? Her book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we have it too. It's great. It's so great. Yeah. So I ordered that. I'm excited to look at it. And um, yeah, that was really awesome. And today... We kind of came with no agenda. Christy and I were just going to chit chat and do a little update on where we are with mindset. Um, Gosh, it's July. Where will this conversation go? (laughs) We have no idea. In early morning, it can can go any direction. But we started this podcast in November of 2022. It is now July. And we've done roughly 60 some episodes. And we've challenged ourselves with our mindset. And so we're just going to kind of talk about where we are in life right now, midsummer. Um, and then we'll see where it goes, I guess. <laughs> um, I love it. So, Christy, how are you doing? What are your current mindset challenges or strengths or share what you want to share? Yeah. Um, gosh. Well, I feel really good, but I also feel like we're in a season of really hard. And I, when I think about that, like it's, I feel like, oh gosh, what do I want to, how do I want to word this? I feel like that's a good thing. Like I'm, I'm content with being in a season of really hard. I feel like if you're doing life right, it should feel kind of challenging and difficult Um, but I, I go back and forth in my mind. I have like this fight with myself of like, well, is that the right mindset around it? Like, should you be balancing hard constantly? Is that healthy? Um, at some point, do we need to not have our lives feel so difficult and just enjoy them? And like, I think my husband and I are both very much like doers and creators and 
dreamers and both have a little bit of an entrepreneurial like mind. And so our together as a team, we're constantly trying to like do the next thing. And we're not in a season of contentment. I don't think like we're, we're working towards a new project and um, a big project and it feels very scary. And so anyway, I'll stop being like mysterious and vague and just like share what we're doing, but tell us we moved here like right after we started this podcast so this whole time I've been podcasting we've been in this huge season of change which has been awesome I I love it but um that that doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime so before we moved here we had rental properties in Columbus and we were in Columbus so it felt attainable to have these properties that we were renting out both short-term and long-term like Airbnbs versus like someone signs a year lease. And then when we moved here, we quickly realized that like that random call that said the sink was clogged was not fun for us anymore. It wasn't easy to go fix a clogged sink when we're an hour away. Yeah. And so we just kind of shifted. And then of course we we tried to do the Airbnb thing and we had a management company and they were awful. And we had to end up like going to court over it. And like, that was a whole thing. And That's so terrible. we just, we quickly realized that like those investment properties being an hour away were not ideal. Mm-hmm. And so we've slowly started to like, like we're closing, we sold a house, we sold a house. Um, we're selling that and finalizing that next week, which is fantastic. And then we were just on the phone with our realtor last night. We're going to sell another one. And I think we'll slowly like sell them all and bring the finances here. And like, long story short, Hawking Hills has a huge booming short-term rental business here because it's a very touristy location. Um, I think it's always been beautiful. And then COVID got everyone outside and kind of move that mark for like this becoming a really hot area. Um, and so we're just thinking of building cabins on our land and having all of our rental business be here with us on this property, which feels really exciting. And I feel very lucky to be able to do it, but also feels really freaking scary. <laughs> um, and also a lot of work. So Mm-hmm. just juggling all the planning behind that. And, you know, Seth works beyond full-time. He works a lot. And so a lot of the planning and a lot of the uh, prepping for building stuff on our land kind of gets handed to me, which I'm happy to do, but I'm also trying to like homeschool our child and I still work. So, you know, so it's just, it's balancing all the things. And I know everyone listening is balancing all the things in different ways. And right. and life is just life is just busy, period. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We're all human. We're all keeping busy. We're all trying to better ourselves, better our family, secure our future. Like we're all doing it, right? It's just we're doing it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And um so anyway, that's that's what we're doing over here. It feels like there's nine million things to do for our farmland and for our businesses and for our work. And I think like Seth driving an hour and 15 minutes to and from work every day is really wearing on him. 
That's um, a lot. It's a lot. And like, he usually will stay in Columbus one night a week. And then he'll usually work from home one day a week. So that cuts it down right. to like three drives, which is still a lot. Um, so, you know, we're just, we're figuring it out. I, I don't think what we're doing right now is not sustainable. And so we just have to, we're working towards a sustainable future here. We're super happy here, both of us. Like we love it here. So that's obviously like the most important thing. And then no, we'll that, just... is, that is great because if you yeah. found yourself like, ah, uh, what did we do? That'd be a different right. scenario. Oh but... my gosh, yes. No, um, zero regrets. Like we're super happy that we're mm-hmm. here. Yeah, um, that's great. And I love that idea personally so I can stay in one of those cabins but I love that idea for you guys because I mean I we don't have rentals we have friends that have rentals and I do know that like that's a lot to manage and you never know when it's gonna hit or when people are gonna need something and it's like being on call all the time and so that is a lot to manage being a mom who also has multiple jobs and all of that so I'm excited for you guys I think that I have had like I have had two times when I can honestly say that I like heard God speak to me. Have you ever heard God speak to you? Like clear as day, heard him speak to you. Have you experienced that? I mean, yeah, like yes, in different ways. Yes. Okay. Well, I've had two times that were like, basically I was being knocked over the head by it. Like I couldn't ignore it. And and the, and the one time. The first time was when I was leaving my last relationship right before I met Seth, um, like literally like days before I met Seth. And then, um, and that was like a back and forth toxic relationship. I've talked about that on here before, but I almost like just didn't go on my first date with Seth and like, and got back with my ex-boyfriend. And I heard God say to me, like, no, you have a date scheduled. You're you're going, you have to go on this date. And so I did. And so now Seth and I are here and, and thank God, literally. <laughs> and then the second time was when I was driving down here, the day that we moved down here, I was driving in my car. It was our last load of stuff. I had just a car full of house plants. It was Ruby, me, the dog, and a, a car full of house plants. And we we're driving down here and clear as day, I heard, I heard God say, you are driving into a really hard season. Like you have no idea. <laughs> and it was weird. Cause I was so at that point, I had no idea the hard that was coming. I was just super excited, but I heard that. And I just drove through it and I was like, okay, well, here we go. Like there's no turning back now. Um, I bought my house plants. This is happening. And so anyway, I knew that it was going to be hard, but it's been so freaking hard. Um, because not only did we move our stuff, we really changed our whole way of living. It was a big move for us. So yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, it is a big move. And like for you guys, for relationships, for school, I mean, you made a huge life. We did a huge 360 with life. So you're doing great. um, Thanks. And Ruby's having, I mean, I see all the pictures and stuff that you have taken and it just looks like such a dream for Ruby to explore out there and learn and grow and for your whole family it looks awesome yeah I think she's having fun when I ask her like sometimes I'll say do you miss 
Columbus? Do you miss your school? Do you miss your friends? She says, no, 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 no. But I do really miss Condado. She misses Condado <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> well, she's a smart girl because Condado is irreplaceable. So I get it. That girl, that girl can house a large Condado queso. By okay. Well, life. when I come visit, I will bring sister Rube some Condado. If you brought her Condado queso, she would, I don't, she would just cry probably. Okay, she good. Good. Well, now I know the way to her heart and that will happen hopefully before summer's over. I have no idea where summer's gone. I booked us pretty solid and I'm like, eh. but <laughs> all good in the hood. Well, okay. Well then that's a good segue. Like, how's it going over there? How's your summer? How are the kids? Like, how's your mindset? How's well, wait, hold on. Before I go into me, I do want to say, well, one, thanks for sharing all of that. And I think like what I love about what you are sharing too about your situation is like, sometimes you have to live in it and live through changes to know what the next right change is. Like if you guys were going to move and sell everything right away and move here like that to me feels like a huge rip of the band-aid and I know that's not what you wanted to do either but I like the way you kind of sat in what you were doing in the next phase and kind of allowed that to unravel naturally because yeah. I think that's what gives you peace about that yeah I was I was actually thinking about that last night like we're so the next house we're selling is the house that we lived in for you know, our family home. Wait, the one like that on Hamilton? Yeah. We're <gasps> selling home. Okay. Um, we just so we were we had a we have a tenant in there now. She had a six month lease. We thought maybe she would want to do an additional six months, but she messaged us over the weekend and said she actually bought a house. So she's moving out. Okay. So we were just on the phone with our realtor last night. We're selling our family home where you know, I labored with Ruby, you know, we brought her home from the hospital, like uh, so many memories there. And I feel so ready to do it. And I was thinking exactly what you just said. If we had moved out of that house and sold it before we moved here, it would have been so emotionally hard for me. Yeah. But because we moved here, settled in, made awesome new memories here. Like we replace, we, we took our memories and brought them here and got to make them make new things here before we sold that house. I feel completely ready to detach from that home. Like the memories have been re not replaced. I'll always have them, but yeah. I've had enough good memory here that I don't feel sad about selling that house. It feels like the right time, but if we had done it six months ago when we were moving here, it would have been really hard to walk out of that house for the last time and come here instead. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what you were saying. I was just like sitting in it for a bit and like trying to figure out our next play, you know, that was financially probably really stressful for us. <laughs> financially, it would have been easier to sell it then, but um, no, I think it's good. I think it is good. And I, but now you have I, clarity too. And I feel like that is amazing. Yeah. And like, thank you for sharing that because I think sometimes, you know, like me sharing this is somewhat vulnerable, like, you know, and then when you do share with a friend and they point out something like that, it like makes me, it reassures me why being vulnerable and sharing things is so important because you're right. Like 
you know, that is very helpful to hear. And so thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's just what I'm hearing. And like timing, I think is everything when it comes to peace and all of that stuff sometimes too. And it, that goes for like, even if you don't have a bunch of rentals and you're moving into a new home, like not everything has to be done right away. Like enjoy it and sit in there for a little bit and then decide what you want to do to it. Like not everything has to be a huge rush to like get to where you right. want. Right. Because it takes like, you know, it takes a full, and I'm such a rusher and Seth is such a pauser. Mm -hmm. He's really good at that. So we do make a good team, but like I moved here and the next day I was like, all right, I'm going to pick up that dairy cow. Here we go. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, sister, pump well, the brakes. Why yeah. don't we live here a full season, a full year and experience four seasons before we like throw ourselves into farm life? Like, let's see how the land blooms and grows and like, you know, let's just wait. You know, he's really good at that. And I am so impulsive. Um, and so anyway, I, I do think there's so much beauty in waiting, although for people like me, it is very challenging. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you guys are a good balance, which is definitely what you need for we are. your setup. <laughs> I'm sure we drive have each other. Like a whole farm by now. I, I like when Seth says those things to me, like, I know he's right. And I, but I'm like, I know you're right, but I'm so mad at you right now for like making me wait for things that I want immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But we are a good team. We, we... So anyway, that's that. And then as far as like, you know, I feel like there are different buckets of my life. Like as far as like my health mindset, I feel so good about my health mindset. I'm, I feel really content there. I feel settled, which feels good because I feel unsettled in what I was just speaking about. But like, you know, we talked about in depth, we've done a couple of podcast episodes now about the fasting like a girl book. And I really love that whole theory. And I've been doing that this summer a lot and loving it. Just like exercising based on my cycle. Um using my cycle to like, you know, like, okay, so I'm on day two of my cycle, which means I just got my period yesterday. And the day before that was the last day of my cycle. And I was emotionally just not at a good place, but I was able to say to myself, like, well, of course you're not in a good place. You're on the last day of your cycle. Like it's okay. Revisit all these thoughts tomorrow. And then sure enough, the next day I felt like world's better. So it just gave me peace I was able to use my cycle to know that like that day was okay to have that kind of a day to give myself more grace. And so anyway, I feel very good about like that whole uh, chapter of my life health. And then I'm currently reading, which we can talk about sometime young forever by Mark Hyman. Have you heard of this book? No, I see a lot of the stuff that he has written or like in like, I follow him on Instagram, but I've not read the book. Yeah. And so he's here. I mean, he's going right along with everything else that I've been reading. And I love like, unfortunately, medical care. I've read this before. I probably butcher it. Medical care is 10 years behind the latest research. So when something is researched and discovered, it takes 10 years for that to be practiced at your doctor's office. And so even though this is in print, this was probably all of this stuff with aging, autophagy, fasting was discovered 
you know, five or six years ago. It's just now being talked about more. And so we're always behind in the latest research. And I think that's why it's so important for you to do your own research and not wait for your primary care physician to suggest something. Sometimes, sometimes take that with a grain of salt. Don't come at me, doctors. Sometimes. Um, but you should always just do your own research. And anyway, I'm loving all the things I'm reading and um, keep reading people. So health feels good. Exercise stuff feels good. Work stuff is progress and life is hard, but it's all good. I'm yeah. happy or healthy. The kid yeah. is good, you know, all of the things. So yeah, yeah, the important stuff, but everybody yeah. has their challenges and yeah, I get it. So mindset wise, what, I mean, you shared where you are, I guess, like, do you have frequent check-ins or like, how are you guys going to manage all of that? Like, how can you stay in a good space? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the trick, right? That's like the, the hard part is, and like, by check-in, do you mean like marital arguments every night at 9 (laughs) p.m.? Well, I don't think that's the (laughs) goal. Because because we're nailing that one. Um, No, marriage is hard. And I think like, because the hard, the, the hard that we are experiencing right now involves us working Seth and I working together and like making decisions for our family that are huge financial risks, you know, we have to come together every night and like be on the same team and page. And like, like what we're doing right now is not, my hard is not just about me. It's about our finances, our family, our future. And so, yeah, I mean, we check in with each other every night and like, just say like, you know, what, what are we doing? Where are we? Like, how are things going? Um, yeah, but it's hard. Like last night, I'm, I'm not throwing shade on my husband because I am sometimes just as snarky, actually more snarky than he is usually. But yesterday we had a nice day at the pool, but I got zero stuff done as far as like working towards like getting quotes for septic or blah, blah, blah. I didn't do any yeah. of that yesterday. I just took a day to take Ruby to the pool Mm-hmm. And I kind of gave Seth a hard time because he didn't do something that I thought we thought he was going to do. He didn't get to it. And he said, well, what did you do to move the needle forward today? And he was being <laughs> he knew I was at the pool all day. I moved that suntan needle forward. Heck yeah, I did. And my girl jumped off the high dive. So consider it like the best day ever, dude. Um, so yeah, anyway, you know, it's just like, Yes. Checking in. I think the most important thing, whether you're working closely with, with your, with your coworkers or your spouse or a friend, or even just yourself is to like reflect at the end of the day and say, like, are we on the same page looking forward? Um, you know, and just do whatever you got to do to get there. And yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah. No, we check. One day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Very nice. So, but so like you have, you don't really talk about it a lot on here, which is totally fine because <laughs> you know, you're a humble, you're a humble gal, but like you're, you're, you started a new little business and not little, by the way, I shouldn't use that word. You started a new business and like, I'm sure that's been hard, but also fun, right? Like the good hard that we're just talking about. 
Um, and I, you don't have to talk about that, but talk about your headspace and like your mindset and like what you're doing over there and how it's going and all the things. No, you have ESP. Cause that's exactly what I was going to say when you mentioned this topic of like checking in, um, gosh, I don't, I'm going to try to articulate it in a way that makes the most sense. So please I don't, cause I just articulated it in a terrible <laughs> way. So like, just- well, I think I could go different directions with it, but I think like what it boils down to is I did start a business and that was out of a season of rest after sending the kids back to school and just getting my bearings and figuring out like, what do I want to do in this season for me, but also for our family that I can contribute to our income even a little bit more, um, and be flexible. So those were my motivations. Um, and also hopefully something I enjoy. And I found that and we're my friend Ginger and I, we started well a wallpapering business and it's still in the beginning stages. I mean, our first home that we wallpapered was mine and that was April. Um, and we've since done several projects and I actually really like it. And I'm so excited about where it's going. And we kind of have, just like you and I have, like just bigger visions of where we hope to take it at some point. But with that, I did not prepare or know that this was even going to like happen over the summer. When you start a business, it's kind of like whoever comes and what you say yes to. And there's so many factors. Like you can say, I'm starting a business, but like, is there anybody going to, going to want your services? Like, how is it going to go? And so, um, we were lucky and I mean, we've put work into it, but like thankful that we do have projects, but I didn't line up things for my kids. And so I'm shuffling and working around their summer schedule, which I know is probably like 90% of people with school age kids right now, you know, like it's working around what they're doing. I think for me, it's new though, because that wasn't our life set up and my kids' expectations are pretty high for me being around, me being available, them not being bored. Um, my youngest is seven. So they're pretty much like, I'm not saying like, Abel, you should make your lunch and take care of yourself, but they can do some things, you know, or they can be bored for a few hours and figure it out. Um, but it has been a change for all of us. And while I like it, I'm, I think I'm really excited for the school year so that I can really fit work into the hours that they're away because I have a hard time. And I've always had this, even with my part-time jobs of compartmentalizing, like, how do I focus on something while my kids are still here? How do I feel like I'm a good mom when I'm like halfway distracted? I I really struggle with that. And, um, I struggle with like feeling guilty about things or whatever. And so, um, I'm so happy and so thankful, but I also need to figure out just for the rest of the summer. It's I we I think we have four more projects scheduled right now. Awesome. Um, yeah, it'll be good. And like my mom's gonna probably help out next week. So I think I'm and actually Rachel, my best friend, she took the kid two of the kids yesterday. So like that was super helpful, but not even planned. She just offered. Um, so I think I need to like have a plan and also take people up on help, which I'm very bad at doing. And I want to get better at that too. Um, and so I know it probably sounds minimal because I know a lot of people, like, especially with COVID, like parents, they dealt with this 
a lot and shuffled, but I didn't because I pulled my kids out of school and did it all myself. And so now I'm just trying to figure out what is the balance between being a working mom and trying to contribute to our income and also feeling like I can time block. I'm just, it's just not my best skill. So yeah, sometimes for me, I think like, gosh, it's easier just to have one job and that just be a mom and do all the things. But I wanted something, I wanted to add this. I wanted to do more and I wanted to add more. So I'm, I know we can figure it out and get in a good rhythm. So yes, I think that's awesome. And I think like you keep saying, like, I know everyone experiences this. Or I know most moms experience this, but like, I'm new to this, but like, that's okay. It, you know, like everyone, that, that's why it's relatable, right? Because every mom feels that pull in a million different directions, I think. And I'm sure some dads feel that too, but I feel like mo- oh, yeah. for the most part, for the most part, that's probably like more of a mom quote unquote mom problem. Like, mm-hmm. you know, being present with your children and also working and also like keeping the house, t- you know, that's a, that's mostly a mom thing. Um, sorry, if there's any stay at home dads out there, you, you're awesome. Or, you yeah, know, all yeah, dads are awesome. great. Yeah. Oh God. No, no, no. Go ahead. Like I just, it's just, it, that's a hard, it's yeah, hard. It's I, relatable. Think, I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I know that people can relate to that. And I think part of it's not that I can't be away from my kids. That's not it. But I didn't have anything set up and planned for them to right. be doing while I was doing that. And we're just kind of making it work right now, which is the middle ground of starting a business and taking everything that we can so that we gain more experience and gain traction. And that's been awesome in a lot of ways, but, um, kind of challenging myself with that. So, yeah. I mean, it's always like when you start something new, like kind of know what to expect, but you, there's always something that pops up that you weren't like thinking of, you know, like, Oh, you know, and for you it's that, but, um, looks, I mean, you guys are having a really fun summer and yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my kids are not deprived or anything. And I even said that yesterday because Abel goes, <laughs> he, first of all, he was at camp from eight to 12. So he got out of the house for four hours and at, at night he goes, well, I had the most boringest day because he stayed home. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> like you've also done a lot of things and like had a really fun summer. So I don't care that you had a boring day. I didn't say that to him, but I don't, I don't care that he had a boring day. I think a lot of kids should have boring days more often, Um, but that's part of me having to be okay with that too. And I knew that the reason why he said that was because I wasn't there and he wanted my attention and stuff. So we played the game, sorry, and it was fine. And, um, that's Ruby's favorite game. It is. Yeah. And it goes back to like, our kids really only need some, a little bit of undivided attention. They don't need a full day. And so I think I'm just, you know, revisiting that with myself and with my, my children. But, um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. The perspective of children and all of that, but then it's really sweet too, though. Like, I think Justin is really, he's been super supportive and like done camp pickup while I was away yesterday. And, um, I think it's fun for him to see me do something that like brings joy in a different way too. And so, you know, you just got to work it out with your family and your spouse. And I feel very thankful that 
I have somebody who's supportive of my, all my random endeavors. And, you know, he like helps out with this podcast sometimes when I need help mixing things together. And, um, I just feel thankful with that. I think if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, half of the push is having somebody, if you're married or in a committed relationship, like having your partner be on board. And I feel thankful. Absolutely. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. Um, okay. Should we take a little break and then come right back? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, I know it probably changes depending on like what what job you have, but how off how many hours a week would you say you spend on the wallpapering, the ginger and Lou? The actual paper hanging part or well, we're just like the the work. Like, is there a lot of behind the scenes stuff? Like, is there a lot of stuff you have to do at home before you go to do a job? Like, kind of walk us through what your week looks like. Like well, right now we're just doing whatever we need to do, but, um, so to prep for a project, we have started doing a consult in person, but the first projects, we just had people send pictures and dimensions. Then I realized really fast that we need to, to go because you need to make sure the walls are primed and just everything's fine. And I want to do that with my own two eyeballs. So, or ginger. So we've started to do consults, which are like 20 to 30 minutes. So that's basically like anyone in Columbus. So we have that. And then we'll send a quote. So we have to work on quotes. Um, when we do an actual installation project, we have most of our things. Like I am like a blue collar gal now with like all these buckets and ladders and stuff. So I have everything. Um, the only big thing that I need to get before each time is the paste, depending on the paper, because there's a million different types of wallpaper. Um, so that, and then install. I mean, I don't know if we're just learning or we're like way too perfectionist because both of us kind of are like very perfectionist but it's taking a little bit longer than I would like so yesterday was a full day and you know you learn like we're hands-on learning just cutting around windows like it's it's kind of an art and so we're learning um so some of those projects we usually block just a full day knowing that you know, we have a full project, but there, we, next week we're doing, well, we're doing a bathroom next week and the week after that, like a full office room, all four walls. So that'll probably be a multi-day project. Yeah. So we did block that out. And then if we finish early, that would be great. So, um, and then we send invoices, check emails. Um, my, it was funny because when Rachel took my boys to the pool yesterday, somehow she got in a conversation, was doing marketing for me and got us a client last night. So then yeah, it was, that's like, awesome. I was like texting with this new girl, um, woman, and she was sending me ideas. So I think like even just the creative part of people asking, like, do you think this would look good? I mean, that's also time consuming, which again, learning curve of figuring out how to build all of that into a client experience. But right right now, I guess it's just, we're taking what we get and working with it. But again, goes back to why I need to be better about time blocking or why I think that when the kids are in school, I'll be able to manage stuff better. Cause I'll be like, Monday's our consult day. That's when we're going to go out and do that kind of stuff. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday can be our install days. You know, I need to make it a little bit more set so that I'm not, I don't know, running yeah. around 
feeling overwhelmed, but it's not like we have like a crazy business right now. Um, but it's, it's filling up. We're booking for August. So that's good. That is great. So yeah, I mean, it's probably, I mean, starting a business in summer with kids home obviously was hard, but it's kind of nice because it gave you a little like slow segue into like building for a busy season when your kids will be, you know, when you'll have the free time, like for a full chunk of a day. Um, and so that's great. I'm so excited for you. And I like, I could ask you a million more questions about it, but, um, yeah, I love that. And I, so we were talking to this like couple who has a winery here and I asked him like, what was the biggest challenge of his, of starting the winery? And he, and granted they're an older couple, but he said, hands down, he did not, he underestimated the significance of social media as Mm -hmm. an, as a form of advertisement. Mm -hmm. And that's been the trickiest thing for them was like, they've made great wine check. They've got, they have like this beautiful tasting room check. Like they have a farm they're done. They've done all that check, check. But then it came to like getting their name out there via social media or advertising. And they like, that was the thing that they didn't think of, you know, like that was their uncharted territory. And so anyway, do you feel like, do you do a lot of social media like stuff? How are people finding you? Is it all word of mouth so far at this point? Like, do you have social media? Yeah. Like a lot of clients initially have been friends or friends of friends. So word of mouth, um, Ginger and I both have marketing backgrounds. And so the social media part, not just social media, but like, as far as marketing, I think that's, that's where we know we could take it a little bit further, but it's kind of like the cart before the horse too, because we had to put a lot of things in place. Cause you can't just have, I mean, you can, but like a million clients come and not have things laid out to be able to prepare for that yeah. part of that time for us. Part of that's like we had to make the quotes and the invoices and like set it up so that we had systems before we had, you know, all this influx. And so, um, the marketing is probably my favorite part, I think. And so every time we go into a project, we have an idea of, okay, are we taking videos or pictures? Are we going to do a quick little reel, which was yesterday? Like there was just a two person project. We had multiple walls. And so we're just like, let's just, we had one idea for a reel. Um, which is on, on Instagram. If you're not familiar, it's just like a quick little video. So we did that, um, put that together, literally took less than five minutes afterwards. And so we always try to showcase what we're doing every single project. And then in between we're probably, we're not as great as we could be. We could be doing more. Um, reels are an awesome way to get that out. And there have been a couple of people that said they found us on Instagram, which is just so crazy to me. Cause I'm like, it's a funny world, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but that is also a good word of mouth thing because if you have somebody you follow on Instagram and then you have a friend that's talking about like, oh, I want to wallpaper my, you know, dining room. I mean, boom, bang, there right. it is. Yeah. So I think it's a very important thing to be consistent with and it doesn't stress either of us out because I think we both like that. And um, yeah, that's part of it. And then I will say too, I wanted to say when you asked before, or when we were talking about it before, I think a lot of what has given me confidence and 
just the ability to like say yes and see where this goes is just you and I starting this podcast, like knowing that we've been consistent for, for ourselves and making it work together. I know that, you know, you have, you have to have a special partnership in order to like make that work because we've been, had to be flexible with each other. Yeah. But, um, I think if you can maintain that and do that, you realize that you, you'll figure it out, you know? And so this whole thing with what we've done has given me so much confidence and, and then kind of like, I guess just wisdom in a way and guts to be able to move that into other areas of my life. Yeah, for sure. I think if you have like the mindset of like pivot, um, being able to pivot, then you can, you know, do whatever. Like you just have to know that you'll just might have to pivot from time to time. Yeah. And, and Ginger, first, I, I like to do things in partners if you haven't noticed. So Christy, my podcast partner, Ginger, my wallpaper partner, but, um, I like the partner idea. And I think the blessing is that both of you guys are like very easy to work with. And I feel like we've just kind of like taken our roles and figured it figure it out. And that has been, I feel really lucky in that sense. But then I'm also like, some of it's luck, some of it's just waiting for the right person, whether it's your spouse or somebody else to come along to do things with. And I feel really thankful that I have that. So well, thanks. uh, And I'm glad that you ginger too. I know it's been so fun. And like, it's just, I think when you don't have a crazy expectations for something. Yes. That's the other thing. More fun, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, but like a lot of times all of your stress around something or life in general, even the stuff that I was talking about earlier of moving and, and doing new business, it's all self-created. So like, if you don't have expectations or, you know, these like crazy deadline of goals and you're just like yeah. going for it, willing to pivot, willing to take it one day at a time. Like you can't lose like you're, you know, truly. And, you know, financial stuff aside, obviously if you're working, you have different goals or where you want to be financially. But I do, I think as long as you keep like the vision of like, I want to serve people, I want to do a good job. I want to, um, be honest. I want to work hard. Like all of those important things. I do think the rest of it falls into place. And, um, and that goes with everything, you know, like you work in a hospital setting, like you can't screw up. I know people screw up, but you know, it's just like to bring an excellent mindset. And that has been a work in progress for, for me as a, you know, there were times earlier in my career when I had really young kids and I was still working that I'm like, I just want to be at home. Right. Like I wanted to be anywhere, but there, not because it was the work, just that's where my mind was. And now I kind of feel like I'm in a different stage where I'm like, I love my kids, but I also need an outlet. And so I think it's kind of fun to just like shift with that. So it's been good. I'm so glad that you're, that you found something that you can do that kind of checked all your boxes, like still being able to do mom stuff, but have the flexibility to like now start to, cause I think that's a very common thing for moms that are in your stage of life is like, I know a lot of moms lately who, who were stay, stay homers and have gone back to work. And it's been a really, like they knew they needed to do it, but it's been a really hard transition. And so I'm really happy for you that you've kind of created this own path 
for yourself, um, which is risky and, you know, probably more work up front, but, um, you know, you kind of, it is risky, but when you look at it from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, it's really not like finance. It's like, I get wallpaper supplies, you know what I mean? And so I think like, if you're in a place where you want to try your own thing, again, I think like having the support is a lot of it. And so I hope that people have support to do that. Or if you have, um, freedom and margin in your life to start something, whether that's alongside your full-time job or you're starting things up, like, I mean, just believe in yourself because I really do think there's so many people that need you and need what you have to offer. And I think it's really hard to jump into it. And then once you do, you gain like so much confidence and traction and um, it's really exciting, but nobody has a crystal ball to tell you whether it's going to work or not, you know, and um, you just kind of have to like go with that. I keep imagining. I keep imagining your Honda Odyssey driving down the road with, with big, um, ladders on top. Is that the, is that the scene? Oh my gosh. Do you guys well, like blast out of your van doors and like pull the ladders off the top of the roof and like, <laughs> okay. So we haven't yes done anything. No. <laughs> with, no, we haven't done anything with, um, <laughs> my bathroom was the highest ceiling. And so I don't have ladders on top yet. However, that will come. And so that actually scares me because I'm not like the, I'm not, my friends would not call me like a handy gal. So like ladders on my van is like new step. Listen, never say never. I know I'm seeing it happen, but it was just funny. Every (laughs) time I take the buckets out of the truck, I feel like Justin gets like the biggest grin on his face because he's like, it's just funny, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I love it. I want when please the first time you put ladders on the van please send me a photo will you please okay (laughs) we do rock out to 90s music and 80s music and so that's kind of our jam when we're wallpapering I love that girls they wanna they just wanna you know so it's it's time we have fun um well enough about that I I mean we can wrap it up but yeah I think like both of us in our own ways are in those seasons of managing like yeah work life, kids, all the things. I mean, real people stuff, but yeah, I mean, we all are. And I like to go back to that switchboard. Um, I rely on my mental switchboard all the time. Like I know yesterday, all of my fun knobs were full throttle. Like we were at the pool, like living. living our best summer lives. And, but like, I woke up this morning and I realized I forgot to feed the dog yesterday. And my, and that, I know, poor guy. Oh. <laughs> so that switchboard on like responsibility was like at zero. And like yes. today I'm going to balance it out a little bit more. And yep. like Ruby will probably tell me that her day was super boring today. The you know, boringest day. Boringest day ever. I love when my kid, nothing better than at the end of the day when I feel like I've provided for and made a really fun day for Ruby. And she says, Mom, could we please do something fun tomorrow? I'm like, she says that to me all the time. Like, I'm like, what's your definition of fun? Because yeah, I thought what? we did that today. <laughs> heck, I had the best day. What do you? What were you? What were you doing? Anyway, so yeah, you just <laughs> you have that switchboard, you know, mentality. You're constantly moving the things along as you go, and some days you're gonna feel like you're rocking it, and some days you're gonna feel like you're not, and it's just that's part of it, and that's healthy and pivot. I know. And like one more thing to say to that, I think 
this is me talking to myself and coaching myself with parenting. When my kids do things, say things like that, I need to not be reactive and be like, okay, that was what came to your mind. You had the boring day and like, be fine with that. Yeah. To him, it's not even, or to Ruby, it's not even like a really a feeling. They're just kind of saying what they thought, like, wasn't my favorite day. Right. You know, to me, I'm like, well, mom had to work or I'm I'm like justifying stuff. And like, they don't really care. They're just kind of saying they had a boring day. Right. They're just so matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't want you as a mom or something. It's just like, today wasn't my favorite. Right. Or boring. But, and I think, yeah, I mean, and I think like what you said earlier to that response, and I know you already know this, but like, it's so good for those, for kids to have those days. And, um, you know, whenever like Ruby has told me she was bored once and I, I was like, yes, like I, I was probably just about it. I'm like, that's wonderful. Like, I want you to be so bored sometimes. Like that's a refining moment, you know, use your imagination. Like those, you know, it's good for kids to be bored, just reminding you. And I know you already know that, but. Well, I do know that, but I think it's, it is a good reminder. And, um, last summer, Rachel, who I've referenced like 50 times already on this podcast, she <laughs> was telling her kids last summer, which I adopted. She said, oh, you're bored. Well, only boring kids are <laughs> bored. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> like, well, don't be boring then. Like go well, find something true. to do. That's true. Like go, like go find something to do. Be creative, like make a project, like write don't a book. Don't make this little, remember those thick blades of grass we used to make bracelets out of? Like, yes, they're lot of tricks that they need to learn in their childhood and they need I'm our, all for them learning they need our 90s party tricks because we weren't know. bored. we were not bored never catch fireflies um okay well this was a good chat i hope that you guys feel i don't know either relate like you can relate or inspired to you know do the next thing that's on your heart go for it. Just go for it. I know it's easier said than done, but anyway. Okay. Let us know if you found this helpful, relatable, all the things, and, um, we'll see you soon. All right. Toodaloo.